0: Hello, and welcome to episode number two of the Ready for Takeoff podcast. I'm Natasha. And I'm Jim. And today we're going to talk about something foundational, something uh, really basic that we need to know in order to achieve peak health and performance. We're going to talk about the four drivers of health. And so in the last episode, we introduced ourselves and... We kind of described our journey uh, to our own, you know, how we discovered our own health and what we continue to do still on on our journey to our health and our, our peak performance, because this is a journey. It's not a single destination that you arrive to. So, and although I cannot say that we found the the magic pill that you pop and suddenly become this superhero, but what we found is it is truly magical. We can say that. and um, And it's pretty straightforward. It's not easy, but it's straightforward. And we found that the key drivers to health and peak performance are mindset, nutrition, movement, and sleep. But to put it in a a context, because you might be wondering, okay, but but how and why? um, I think we need to go back in time and learn about the human evolution a little bit and how we evolved as, as human beings. And about our programming that still runs our our bodies and our minds in the same way, like it did
1: 200- two hundred thousand years ago.
0: Neither. And luckily, we have the expert in the studio. Uh, Jim is is a passionate um, archaeology and evolution enthusiast. And and I have to to admit that we have a, a, a small library of books, gazillion books about evolution and archaeology. And we have a whole collection of... Artifacts. Artifacts, yeah, sorry. I just lovingly call them pebbles. And our collection would probably make any museum proud, but I, I digress. Let's let's get back to, to why we're here. So, Jim, can you explain a little bit, you know, how we evolved and why this is important for us to know now in the 21st century?
1: Yeah, uh, so... If we were to travel back in time to say 200,000 years ago, life would look slightly different than it does today. Um, we once lived in nature, so the natural rhythms uh, were part of our evolution, and they're still baked into our DNA today.
0: So, so yes, just to make it really kind of tangible, you know how how I like tangible, practical things. So. Why don't you tell us how how a day would look like? I know that we we don't really know exactly, but we have a a kind of a rough idea about the day in life of a caveman, let's say.
1: Yes, I've done quite (laughs) a bit of research on this topic. No, but seriously, you know, if we were lucky back in the day, we would have had some form of ready-made shelter. So we we refer to the cavemen. Um, There is a lot of evidence that, that we actually did live in caves because... This was the time before bricks and mortar and building a house. And so if you think back to those times, we would have lived with the natural rhythms of day and night, for example. So when it was dark, you went to sleep because there was little else to do. And you woke up in the morning. And this is the way we have evolved as species and and every species, every animal on earth and even plants live in this daily cycle of light and darkness
0: so what did you do after you woke up, as a man let's say uh
1: probably went for pee firstly but (laughs) after after that i mean it it wasn't like you had uh, a box of cereal to eat breakfast so you would wake up you wake up to the natural uh, light and then yeah you would have to go and find something to eat you may have had some leftovers from the night before but chances are before refrigeration you had to go out and either catch something or gather something but the other important thing was that for for most of our evolution and up until a few hundred years ago we were actually the prey Um, we were hunted as food for for the predators and so as you were stepping outside of your the comfort of your cave you were constantly on alert and so you know the, the mindset was Be careful! Like it's it's a dangerous, dangerous world out there. So you had this constant feeling of disease while you were out, you know, looking for for your next meal or getting your next drink of water. So that's you know, our mindset was always you know taking care and making sure that we were safe, that we're not eaten. So. And then you moved. We were constantly moving. Uh, either you were running after prey or running away from predators. So we were constantly running, jumping, squatting, carrying, everything. And so,
0: Yeah, I, I, I saw um, a really cool um, uh, documentary one, one time where they described the life of a woman. And, you know, they had the kids yeah, carrying. Uh, carrying the kids and they were constantly squatting to get the little as they were foraging for, you know, mushrooms for little berries and yeah. you know, tubers or something like this. So there was this constant physical movement of up and down and walking. Yeah. And so, yeah, we, it seems to me that, so first of all, just to, to kind of summarize, so we, we were following the the circadian rhythm, the, the rhythm of the sun, basically, yeah. uh, we were moving all the time, either for uh, food or to avoid becoming a food. And what else?
1: Yeah, so I mean, in terms of what we ate, we were eating what was available at the time. There was no such thing as going to the grocery store and buying whatever food you wanted. So you know, there was no such thing as as you know strawberries in winter time. Like, tell me about you, it. You were eating what was there, and, yeah. and actually, when there wasn't something there, you didn't eat at all. So yeah,
0: exactly. So fasting was kind of a natural it was part of the natural way. Natural seasonality cycle. was was a, was part of of the life, and also so. So basically going out to to get food was the job. People didn't do anything. That was it. Like we had to provide.
1: Food and water. And when we invented fire, stuff for the fire. Yeah. That was our three. And
0: talking about fire. So in the evening when everybody would gather together, they would would debrief around the fire. So the, the hormonal kind of stress. Response was kind of, was taken over by you know yeah, right? you just decompressing yeah. and and also the social bond. I mean, we we always, we talk about it a lot, like how how people evolved to 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 be in communities mm-hmm. and that sense of community also con- contributed to this you know to this re- restoration of the balance. For sure,
1: the hormonal aspect um, and also the safety aspect. so, yeah. so fire was safety. Uh, from most most predators were afraid of the fire, so you you felt safe around the fire. You traded stories so you through the day, yeah. so you were you were kind of getting into that that nice, that nice relaxed zone as you were starting to get ready for the next sleep cycle. So it was this amazing rhythm that you didn't even have to think about. It was just part of of your life.
0: And the other important thing is that. So when you went out for a hunt, you were super focused, like you were super present in the moment. You couldn't think about, you know, your messages or, you know, even emails coming through. (laughs) So you were just like literally focused on.
1: So that was kind of a. Notifications (laughs) going off in the middle of a hunt. That probably happens to hunters today, I have to say.
0: Yeah. But there was kind of a, an initial form of mindfulness, you know, in a way that, but that it was not a conscious decision. No. Like, this is what, how we evolved to be like, you know, because if you lost, lost track of where you were, of where the, the, the kind of the, the animal was, you didn't get the supper or you got, you got eaten. So how does this compare to, to the times that we're living now?
1: Well, I think... So the the evolutionary programming is still going on in our bodies uh, exactly the same way as it was 200,000 years ago. The problem is that the environment that we live in has totally changed. And if you think about the stress response, so it used to be that when you were hunting for animals or being hunted by an animal, you had this this, uh, fight or flight response. Um, and that was, that was good. That kept you alive. It was this physiological cascade of hormones in your body that literally allowed you to be supercharged, uh, for a period of time in order to deal with that threat. The difficulty that we have today is that that same response is, is going on in our body. The problem is Regardless it, it's, self. it's being triggered all the time okay. and it, and your brain can't tell the difference between a saber-to-tiger and an angry email from your boss and so we're reacting yeah. in the same way as we did before and two problems with that it's constantly being triggered by you know bad news on the media traffic uh, a fight with your your loved one not that Natasha and I ever do that <laughs> and so like you constantly have these spikes of these uh, hormones that were designed to be very short term because and then then
0: counterbalance, and then counterbalance yeah, with yeah, this yeah.
1: kind of rest and digest so
0: what w- you are saying that we don't have the fire place anymore in our life
1: well we don't I mean we we have our devices which are responsible for spiking our, our hormones even more Our cortisol it's not even those.
0: It, so one thing when it spikes but then it keeps it up yeah so, so our bodies are designed for um for short bursts short burst of, of cortisol adrenaline and and, and we are constantly kind of bathing in this.
1: And you know, in the corporate together. world, if you, if you think about the aviation industry and any other kind of hyper competitive industry, these things are being thrown at you all the time. There's always some kind of a crisis going on. So you're constantly on alert, yeah. um, but you don't have that opportunity to kind of slow down and come down and Yeah, unless you something.
0: do it like really consciously exactly. and we don't do it. Okay. So, so that's one thing. That's, that's 24, uh, uh, the always on culture, the constant kind of stress that we live our lives in, in the stress response more, which is we'll talk about in later episodes, how it in, in impacts your physiology, your digestion, your everything, your, your, your brain health. But then moving on, the other thing is that, that is very kind of, um, different is, that everything is designed for convenience yeah. Convenience. so we don't have to move anywhere right we we have we just at the at the touch of a button we can order everything and anything mm. and I'm very guilty of it because shopping and and food ordering is super it's convenient it's convenient so yeah. in
1: some ways our lives are certainly more convenient and easier than they were back in in those days but that convenience is having a huge impact. It's killing on us, would you it's, say that? I would say it's killing us. <laughs> I would definitely say it's killing us. I we mean, if, you look, at, if you look at the overabundance of food and obviously you're more uh, up to speed on, on the nutrition side, we used to have, have to actually do some work to get food. So, you know, your calories had a price. Now we don't, no? we, we call Uber Eats and it's delivered to our door. Yeah,
0: all oh, the salted nuts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the means
0: to have to crack and <laughs> now they come all pre roasted and all nice and salty young but yes again
1: and movement you know we were literally constantly on the move everything was about movement and, and working your body um, We don't have to do that anymore. We drive everywhere uh, we take elevators or escalators we don't we hardly lift anything anymore it's it's all delivered and it's all
0: in the name of efficiency it. yeah efficiency we don't have time. We don't have time for anything, so we don't move. We don't sleep, that's the next one, right? We don't sleep anymore. So
1: the next major disruption to the natural rhythms was the light bulb. It's probably the the one thing that's most responsible for disrupting our natural rhythms. So it's convenient because it allows us to work late into the night, but it's disrupting our natural uh, light receptors that govern our sleep patterns. Um, and our hormones are all over the place we don't know whether it's day or night anymore and this is having a massive impact on on our health
0: okay so we covered um we covered the um the stress response nutrition movement sleep and also well, we covered a little bit the stress response but but shall we talk a little bit about the mindset, like the 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 ability to be present anymore, which is yeah. obviously impacted by the high cortisol and adrenaline times all the time. But we literally lost the ability to be present because of all the distractions uh, around us. So, you know, I'm pretty sure like you can relate to that as well. You're constantly watching your your phone, you know, for messages because it's important. It's work, so you cannot miss a single message, even over the weekend. Yeah. Um, and we're never present. Well, most of us lost the ability to be present with the families. You know, the relationships are are, are going to down the drain. And, yep. and and we're not present when we're eating because we're multitasking. Again, all in the name of um, of efficiency. Uh, we're ne- not present for ourselves, for our bodies. We don't listen to our bodies anymore. We don't hear our bodies anymore, mm. right? So because there's so much noise and so many reasons why we should eat crap food and, and, you know, I'm too tired to move. And, and we don't understand our bodies anymore. No. And, and we don't, uh, we just forgot how to listen to it. So
1: our bodies have become simply a vehicle to move us through life. It's, you know, we have a brain that we use for work and our body simply transports us throughout life. And we had it's like, we've been gifted the most amazing machine in the universe but we don't have a, an owner's manual for it. And so simple things like what what fuel your body with. We don't yeah. even consider food as fuel. It's just something that we stick in our mouths.
0: Well, or we do it because it gives us momentarily momentary, momentary pleasure, pleasure at the moment. So 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 okay so when I would painted that I'm afraid the very a deep
1: <laughs> picture
0: dark picture so so what what um what what do we do with this like what's okay we understand a little bit now more about the evolution okay it's all fine we know that this is how bodies are still running on a, on a cellular level because that's yeah. the problem the environment has changed but we also have our our lives like we have to work we have yeah. to do things so we're not in the cave times anymore so what what do we do with well so i
1: think the, the first thing that we have to consider is that this is all having a massively negative impact on our health and we we don't even consider the connection between the two but if you think about all of the, the, the major non-communicable diseases, so things like, that are not caused by either bacteria or viral infection, they're all lifestyle related. So obesity, heart disease, even cancer, and even de- things like dementia.
0: And yeah. Alzheimer's,
1: Are all connected to this disruption in, in our natural rhythms. These diseases were extremely rare before the modern times. And so, once you make that connection, then it becomes easier to say, well, okay, then if, if that's the case, how can, can I adjust. start to adjust my lifestyle to a more natural rhythm so that I can start to avoid some of these things?
0: So where do you start?
1: Well, we, we all need to move back to living in caves. I think. <laughs>
0: No. Can I can I bring my Blackie and my
1: phone, please? <laughs> yes, your mobile phone and your tablet. No, but so so it's not about moving back to the to the cave, uh, and we do live in the modern world. But it's how can we take relatively small steps that help us to get back to a more kind of sustainable sustainable uh, situation it, where where you are yeah. recognizing that these rhythms are having an impact. On your health, either positively or negatively. So, what you're saying
0: is, I think the first one step is 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 becoming aware. So, awareness that this is happening. Yeah. That and we need to be more conscious. And unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but because our lifestyles and environment is so different, we can't just rely on our on our instinct to do what's right for for our bodies because we don't we we are disconnected. But we need to adopt somewhat of a scientist approach to it. So first understand this this programming and and we talk about this uh, in more details in a Ready for Takeoff book, which is coming out May 30th. So we we, we can't wait for that. Um, So understanding how your body works and then um, after awareness and and this knowledge, you have to have a plan.
1: So this is why we wrote Ready for Takeoff. It's based on the four drivers of health, but we've built it into a model that's easy to understand. And each of the letters stands for a simple action or a list of actions that we need to take in our daily lives. And it's not about a quick fix solution. It's about taking small micro changes over the period of our lives, which result in macro transformations.
0: And I think this is a very important point that you're making there. That you know, sometimes people think, "Oh, I need to to do these gigantic changes in my life." And we we tried that for ourselves, yes. and it didn't work because you are really overwhelmed with with how many things you should be doing, and you're not doing, and you lose motivation, and and it's horrible. So we designed this uh, the takeoff model so that it's it's absolutely. Uh, doable for the busiest of people. Yeah, we basically designed it for for ourselves exactly. when we were back in the in the corporate world. And then and world. that's the
1: other the other major kind of excuse that people have is I don't have time. And so these small steps are easy for anyone to take yeah. and build over time. Once you start to feel more energy and more focus, they get addicted. You, it becomes it, addictive. addictive. That's right. But
0: more about it. In the next episode, when we will start to unpack the takeoff model. So until then, stay healthy and we'll see you in the next episode.
1: So that's a wrap for today's episode of Takeoff with Wellness Story. We hope you found it both insightful and entertaining. Quick disclaimer, this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional medical advice. Always consult your doctor or a qualified expert for personalized guidance and never disregard professional medical advice or delay seeking it because of something you heard on this podcast.
0: Check us out on social media for exciting updates and extras and follow the podcast so that you're on board as future episodes are released.
1: By the way, our first book, Ready for Takeoff, a practical health guide for airline executives and their teams to get back on top of their game, will be out on the 30th of May, and we can't wait for you to read it.
0: Get ready for takeoff.